from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. Yeah, House uh, Minority Leader Chris Quay criticized it in kind of the same way that those two listeners did, that the problem really is that businesses aren't offering competitive wages as opposed to people being lazy. I'm Sarah Fetsky. Yesterday, Missouri Governor Mike Parson joined a growing number of GOP governors in rejecting federal unemployment benefits. Beginning June 12th, he announced Missouri will no longer participate in a half dozen federal programs designed to aid out-of-work residents during the pandemic. That means an end to the $300 per week supplemental benefits given to unemployed workers and more. While these federal benefits provided necessary financial assistance, during the height of COVID-19, they were intended to be temporarily. Continuing these programs only worsens the workforce issues we're currently facing. It's time that we end these programs that have incentivized people to stay out of the workforce. This is an important step towards returning to normalcy and strengthening our economy. And that is Governor Mike Parson speaking yesterday in Jefferson City. And joining us today with the story is St. Louis Public Radio correspondent Jason Rosenbaum. Jason, welcome back. Thank you for having me. So, Jason, Missouri followed six other states in rejecting this federal assistance. And I understand Idaho and Tennessee then made the same decision yesterday. What's driving what seems to be a growing movement here? There has become a a Republican consensus that the $300 a week federal employment supplement is is prompting places like restaurants not to be able to hire workers. In their view, because a, a lot of people could earn more on unemployment than they would at a restaurant, they feel like it's an it's a disincentive for people to go back to work. Kind of on the flip side, though, a lot of people are just pointing out that restaurants didn't really pay that well before, mm-hmm. especially if you were at a restaurant where you know you weren't getting twenty and thirty dollar tips with every meal. Um, and this could just actually be a realignment of the labor market of people deciding that. They don't think that going back into places like restaurants is the way to go for them. So it, it, it seems to be kind of a national trend, as you mentioned on the outset. And I think that Republicans see this as an inhibitor to full employment. And the critics of this move see this as, as simplifying a, a more complex problem. Hmm. So let's talk about what changes with this announcement. This is, uh, again, beginning June 12th. These supplemental $300 a week payments are going away. And that was on top of what the state of Missouri uh, pays to unemployed people. What else is affected by this announcement? I would say that's the main thing that's affected. Um, I, I, I was on unemployment probably about six, seven, eight years ago, and I remember getting around $300 a week every time that I filled out the right forms and uh, made sure that I was um, 
searching for jobs. Mm-hmm. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, that's probably one of the other things that's going to be be changing too. I know for a lot of the pandemic, uh, you didn't necessarily have to show that you were searching for jobs. I had seen something from President Biden that that was going away pretty soon, maybe on a federal level and a state level. Um, but the the upshot is that if people are unemployed, are on unemployment in this state past June 12th, they're only going to get the state money as long as they're eligible and not the extra federal. Hmm. And I understand this doesn't just affect the amount they get. It affects how long you can stay on. The feds had been providing 13 weeks after the 20 weeks uh, from the state. And also gig workers will apparently be affected by this in that they previously hadn't been um, eligible for unemployment benefits in Missouri. Now going forward, it sounds like they're not going to be eligible for anything. I I believe that that's correct based off what I uh, read about the American Rescue Plan unemployment uh, parameters. Uh, I I definitely know that putting gig workers like people that drive Ubers or Lyfts or, you know, deliver food or shop for groceries, like that was a big deal that that was in there because that, that type of work was often left behind in unemployment simply because I would imagine that a lot of those Gig workers are independent contractors and not full-time employees to whatever they're working for. So, yeah, I think that there are a lot of people who who saw this move and who are not happy about it for sort of the reasons I mentioned. But a lot of other Republican states feel like these unemployment benefits are an inhibitor to getting people back to work in some of the industries that are facing labor shortages right now. Hmm. We heard from a number of our St. Louis on the air listeners, both uh, on our Facebook group. You can join the conversation there by searching for St. Louis on the air. You can also find us on Twitter at STL on air. Um, There were some people who were in favor of this. David writes on our St. Louis on the air Facebook page. This is the only decision of Parsons that I support since the pandemic began. Everywhere I go, businesses are hiring, including union manufacturing jobs in St. Louis, restaurants, small businesses, etc. I think jobs in a variety of industries are available if you want to work. My wife isn't looking but is contacted weekly on LinkedIn about jobs. Uh, Jason, Missouri's unemployment rate is 4.2%. Uh, does that mean that this is, you know, this is not that hard to find a job at this point? I think it just depends on on where you are. There's a lot of industries. I keep mentioning restaurants over and over again, mm-hmm. but just and I'm only going to use an anecdotal uh, situation here. But when I went to Salt and Smoke to pick up a Mother's Day feast for my lovely wife Lauren, uh, the restaurant was completely packed inside, and they were also just cranking out carryout orders on that day. Now, obviously, it's Mother's Day, and you know the pandemic is receding, and people are vaccinated, and people are going back to restaurants more frequently. But that just kind of showcases the demand for some of the services that. That, that saw their their fortunes collapse during the pandemic are coming back online when there's more consumer demand. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I think that there is probably some substance to the, the idea that some of these businesses are having a hard time finding workers. But it goes back to what I was saying before. It could be that just the workers that worked in these industries before the pandemic have reevaluated their professional pathways and are like, I don't really want to work in a restaurant anymore. And they may still not feel safe working in a restaurant 
because the COVID-19 pandemic, although it is receding, thankfully, mm-hmm. is still not really fully gone at this point. And that you could you could make that argument for a lot of retail front-facing industries um, that, and you just may not see that demand for people to to go back to those industries until we're basically at, at such a low level that, you know, COVID is just kind of a thing of the past, which hopefully will be sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. I should say we did feature a, a chef on this show just the other day, um, now a former chef. He's decided that the restaurant industry just doesn't make sense for him. This was a wake-up call. He sees he sees this moment as a reckoning for this industry. This might not solve things like that. We also heard from a number of listeners um, who are, are very much opposed to this. Dave tweets, uh, this won't affect me personally, but I a thousand percent don't support it. There's this big myth that people just want to be lazy and cash checks. If the employers didn't treat employees as disposable and worthless, they'd have an easier time finding people. This just hurts people. Matt tweets, not only does this force workers to accept abysmally low wages, but it also puts a drag on the economy overall. No more unemployment money means people will spend less. This kind of policy will only draw out the COVID recession. Jason, was there much reaction from other lawmakers to Parsons' announcement yesterday? Yeah, House uh, Minority Leader Crystal Quaid criticized it in kind of the same way that those two listeners did, that the problem really is that businesses aren't offering competitive wages as opposed to people being lazy. The the two other people that really stuck out to me were Congresswoman Cori Bush and St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones, who also criticized the move. Bush was especially critical of Parson, um, especially pointing out the fact that this uh, legislation that she supported, the American Rescue Plan, included people like uh, gig workers, and uh, it, it really she she thought it was kind of a another way that Parson has fallen short in his COVID nineteen response. Mm-hmm. I will just say that there has been uh, positive response from places like the uh, Missouri Chamber of Commerce, who had been pushing for this for a while, um, and as far as like state legislators go beyond Quaid, like we didn't really hear many other Democratic lawmakers, especially uh, decry this move. So I I don't know if that's because they're working on other things right now. It's very busy time Mm -hmm. right now. I know you're in Jefferson City. You're you're seeing how busy it is. (laughs) But uh, I would say that those are those three Democratic political figures are the the main people that reacted negatively to it. Mm -hmm. We also heard from Sean on Twitter. He tweets, I currently work in a restaurant and am working towards my real estate license because I am tired of the horrid working conditions. Jason, I'm going to put you on the spot here with another tweet from a listener. You may not know the answer to this. I certainly don't. But it seems like a question worth asking. Eric tweets, would it be possible for the state to reduce the federal subsidy gradually instead of ending it? Or is that not an option. Do you know anything about that? I, I don't know if that is an option, but it's kind of a moot point because mm-hmm. Parson has announced that he is ending the programs on, on June 12th. And I don't really think from hearing him yesterday, he would take the gradual approach. I mean, in some ways, it, it, it may be slightly gradual in the sense that he's not ending it immediately mm-hmm. and it's going to be ended in June. So there is kind of a ramp down period. Um, but it's going to be a pretty sharp decline from June 12th, you know, June 11th to June 12th when somebody may get up to, you know, around $620 a week and then it goes down to $320 a week. And that's only if you make like the max, you had made the maximum income to get the maximum amount of unemployment. Like if you were, uh, if you were laid off from a job that paid 
a certain threshold, you may be getting less than 320 a month. It really hmm. kind of depends on, on things. So I, I guess it's possible, but it's it's not happening. So it's not really a scenario that is, I guess, worth uh, worth speculating on. Hmm. Jason, one last question I wanted to ask you about today, and this is some conjecture going on in my head, but this situation made me think about another federal program, and this is Missouri voters said yes to expanding mm-hmm. Medicaid. The governor has supported that. The legislature yeah. now has passed a budget with no funding for an expansion. Do you think it's possible he's trying to shore up his conservative bona fides here when it comes to unemployment because he's going to have a fight on his hands trying to get that funding going forward for Medicaid? You know, I didn't think about that. It's certainly a, a not out of the realm of the possibility. But in, in reality, Governor Parson's hands are basically tied. If you read the Constitution, it's pretty clear that his administration is going to have to offer services to people in the Medicaid population. Mm-hmm. Um, he's already, not only has uh, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch reported that there's been like a state rule on the matter, but the, the his administration has already put forth an amendment with the federal agency that controls Medicaid. So the question is like, is, is Medicaid going to run out of money? And are, is the legislature just going to have to appropriate the money for Medicaid expansion? And this entire thing was kind of you know, shadow theater, essentially, to give Republicans cover in the legislature. Hmm. I I guess we'll find out. There's also the possibility that people could sign up and they don't get coverage, and that just causes a bonanza for for trial lawyers. So I think that either way, there's probably going to be a lawsuit and uh, l- lawyers will get paid, and I guess that that's good for, for lawyers and their bottom lines. It's the one growth sector in the economy, always. <laughs> we'll Can say- you imagine a world without lawyers, Sarah? <laughs> I mean, I personally, my husband is one, so this would be a, a very grim world for me. But, but yes, it's hard to imagine. <laughs> anyway, we're going to have to see how this all shakes out. But St. Louis Public Radio correspondent Jason Rosenbaum, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.